With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a pre-game version of Beyond the Blade. It is a game day, Buffalo Sabres, Philadelphia Flyers, tonight in Buffalo. I am your co-host, Chad Didemenesis. And I am your grinning from ear to ear co-host, Bill Shockey. Bill, Bill, what's going on here? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like... I feel like every one of these last, what do we say, four games, there's been a point where one of us texts the other one saying, you know, you know, like, like for example, last night, it was three and four nights, they were down four to one, I'm texting you like, you know what, we really can't be mad about this, they're not going to win them all. Loan and I was, I was the one yelling at you for hyping them up all day long and talking trash on Twitter saying this is your fault. <laughs> yep, yep, I was having a blast before the game on Twitter and then... Like I said, lo and behold, Bogo scores in 4-2, and you're like, meh, okay. And Nelson scores 4-3. It's like, oh my goodness, are they going to do it again? Uh, I'm being honest with you. Once Nelson made a 4-3, I, I, I think I even said to myself a lot, it's other time this game. <laughs> it, it's crazy, though. Like, when's the last time you felt like that, you know? Yeah. And it's just like, I, I mean, it's, it's been so long. But it, the, the fact that, we're to a point now where the team just doesn't go away. The resilience, the resiliency is there, um, and it's we're now, you know, expecting them or they're believing themselves so much that they they can come back. They know they can come back, even if they have a rough start where they got outplayed pretty bad in the first period. Uh, they pretty much dominated the entire third period. Um, so <laughs> the fact and the middle stats go alone. Um, he had a really good chance right before he actually scored. Uh, kind of flubbed off his stick, went behind the net. Oposo gets it back and finds him, and what a finish. Uh, we were talking about how we've been waiting for him. He's been there a little more uh, snake-bitten than, than anything else, I think. I, I think his game has really improved through 20 games here, uh, and for him to, to have that shot and tie it was pretty incredible. And then who else but Captain Jack to, to win the game and – I don't know, man. It's it's been a wild ride. It's been a fun six games now, uh, and now we have what would you say maybe one of the most anticipated home games here uh, tonight against the Philadelphia Flyers, where 
the Sabres can look to make it seven in a row. Yeah, I think you're right. It really, you know, we kind of talked about a little before the podcast started. I think this is arguably, maybe not so arguably, the most anticipated home game since Eichel's debut. I mean, three years ago, you know, that had Eichel, O'Reilly, Evander Kane, uh, you know, so that was kind of like the, if you will, the, the, the begin- it was supposed to be the beginning of the turnaround here. And then, you know, you could even like ironically say this might even be the biggest home anticipation game since that Flyers game in the Sabres clinched the playoffs back in like 2010 or whatever it was. Remember when Gerby had that backhand spinorama to tie it and they went to overtime or whatever that game? It was ironically against the Flyers. So it's it, it's crazy. It's exciting. Um I expect the building to be rocking tomorrow. It'll be a great atmosphere. So that'll be that'll be cool to look, listen to because I, I, I was going to go, but I made a uh, a family decision to stay home and hang out with the old lady that night, uh, kind of holding, I guess, holding my cards in for a night that I want to say I'm going to go out. So I made a family choice there to stay home, but I will definitely be fully invested watching it at the very least. But before we get into the game today. I quickly want to give you some numbers about the recent four-game stretch. So, listen to this. I'm going to go a little ESPN 30 for 30 here for you, Bill. What (laughs) if I told you the Sabres played four games against the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Winnipeg Jets, the Minnesota Wilds, and the Pittsburgh Penguins? What if I told you Jack Eichel and, and Jeff Skinner would only score three goals in those four games? What if I told you the Sabres held a lead in those four games for 44 minutes and 15 seconds, but 42 minutes and 45 seconds of those were against the Tampa Bay Lightning? I was going to say, the Tampa game. (laughs) They only held a lead for a minute and 30 seconds in in the Minnesota game, the Wild game, and the Penguins game. What if I told you all that before this four-game stretch, Bill? What would you have said to me? Sounds like uh, you had some losses mixed in there. <laughs> and then what if I told you they walked away with eight points? Like- <laughs> it's just, and it, it, the funny thing is I was actually texting you this morning that um, there's been some you know projections for playoffs where it looks like they're usually around like 91 points gets in for the East right now. But even yeah. last night or this morning I texted you and said, let's just say the number is 95 because more typically you're around like 95, 96. This stretch that the Sabres have gone on basically allows them to play 500 hockey from here on out. I think it was like 30, 24, and 7 is what I gave you from here on out, and like that gets you in. So, I mean, the the importance of this stretch, not only for the confidence of the team, I feel like they're really coming together as a team. They're starting to mesh. Darlene and Middlestad seem like they're really getting a nice bromance going on, uh, living together. So, I, I think not only all that is going on, but long-term outlook they're putting themselves in a really good spot here to squeak in if things you know maybe the wheels fall off for a little bit um but i mean if 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 they don't um they're they're putting themselves in a really good spot to, to even be top three in the atlantic right now can we take a minute to reminisce about that casey middlesat angle that was nice that was i mean i, I told you i texted you nice I, I yelled I yelled cheese extremely loud when it went in, and my wife was cooking and came in and said, what cheese talking about? And I had to explain to her what cheese was. It was a long conversation. She didn't get 
it at all about <laughs> referencing cheese with hockey. So, but uh, yeah, that was my celebration for the middle stack goal. But it was, I don't know. I mean, that's, I that really is. I mean, it gets lost in it a little bit. There's a few things I think that get lost uh, in at least the Pittsburgh game. One, I think that might be the goal from Middlestat we've been waiting for, perhaps. Yep. And he even said, I think it was after the game, I read somewhere where, you know, the way he's playing, the way he's thinking, he got the puck and first thing he thought of was, okay, who am I passing it to? And then looked up and was like, I'm just going to shoot this. So it's, I guess it's good and, it, you know, it gives him some confidence. Yeah. And the other the other thing, too, is Eichel finally got a goal. Uh, that's good for seeing him break through games? that. Nine game goal streak. Uh, yeah, he didn't score a goal all November. It's his first goal in November, so yeah, I think so. And I think the third thing that gets lost, we've railed on him a lot. That might have been Tage Thompson's best game as a saber. Yeah, I mean, there was definitely still things to work on, but the, there was a, a really nice shot. Um, I noticed him at the very least. I mean, I, think, I noticed yes, him multiple yes, times throughout the night, and not all bad things either. No, yeah, definitely. And even on top of that, you know, shout out to, I really think Oak Post was having a really uh, turnaround season so far through 20 games. He definitely, looks faster. Yeah. He, he's, he's playing really well with the middle stat. And uh, got to do it. Quick shout out to Phil Housley last night. Darlene was on the on the ice for all four of Pittsburgh's goals. Still played 22 minutes and 49 seconds. rolling the kid out there, yes, yes. Good. Credit to him and job. credit to Darlene for keeping his head and not, you know, bagging on himself and... You can easily, especially as a natural rookie, on the ice for all four goals. Really, kind of like get on yourself and and you know have a a bad game. But then he turns around and has that amazing rush, where it probably would have been one of the highlights of the season, if not the entire NHL, if he scores on that goal. Yeah, the, or yeah. Scores on that chance. I think he would he turned like three Penguins inside out, including the last one being Melkin. I mean, that was yeah. just about. And it hit the nub of the nub of the stick off the crossbar, so he was that close to. To being pretty special there. So, yeah, the last four game stretch is fun. Uh, they incredibly walk out with eight points. They are six points up on a playoff spot right now. Six points up on a playoff spot. Two points behind the Toronto Maple Leafs for the top team in the Atlantic, which is insanity. But I, mean, I don't know if Toronto's going to lose a game ever again because they're going to get Matthews back here shortly, so they may just never lose we'll a game. <laughs> Leading the league without Matthews or Nylander. It's right. crazy. Yeah, yeah, that'll be... That'll be tons of fun. They roll through on December fourth, so looking forward. I mean, it's it's kind of a we got time. kind of a tough break though. I mean, you get them after Nashville. You have to go to Nashville the night before, and then you get Toronto when you're building. That's unfortunate, but we'll save that for a week or two away. So shifting focus into tonight's game, uh, the Philadelphia Flyers are in town. Uh, they're going to roll through with Alex Lyon as their starting goaltender, making his first start this season. He played 11 games with them last year, and we talked about before the podcast. His numbers really aren't that bad, right? Nope. I actually remember he played he played pretty well for the Flyers at the end of the last season. Uh, I think 4-2-1, and one, and I think he was like around like a 9-0-5. I mean, not terrible. With, I think he was like in the 270 range, too. Uh, so, I mean, kind of, you know, average numbers. little shout-out. He had the longest game in AHL history. He won it. Making ninety four saves. <laughs> that was against. Crazy. That was against. I think it was, it was last year's playoffs. I think. I think it was last year's playoffs against Charlotte. The like crazy marathon overtime game. Yes, sir. So I mean, shout out to there. Maybe you heard him from there. Uh, I remember him briefly when Philadelphia, being Philadelphia, was out rolling through goaltenders like they somehow managed to do at the end of every season. Uh, now they're doing it early in the season. So yeah, I mean, you're not. You're not. 
with all that being said, you're not getting a, a world beater in net tomorrow. You're getting another backup pretty much um, or an up-and-coming goalie. So, I mean, you can take advantage there. I know Philadelphia is bad on the penalty kill. We talked about that last uh, podcast a couple days ago. They're dead last, I believe. So, I mean, if you can – you got a day's rest. I know it's not a lot, but if you can keep your feet moving and get into – get the Flyers into some penalty trouble. I think it's a game that you can potentially, <laughs> dare I say, get a lead and uh, maybe yeah, run nice. with the lead for a little bit, huh? Yeah, it'd be nice to play. I mean, it, it, these comeback wins are fun, but it would be nice to have a game where you kind of just, you know, you, you maybe you win a game going away perhaps. It'd be nice, especially this game, you know, coming back when the building's going to be the way it's going to be. But some numbers on Philadelphia, you kind of touched on it. Their penalty kill is actually 30th in the league right now. It moved up one spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah. that's going to be an important key to the game. But like you said, their penalty kill is pretty bad. But on the flip side, uh, the Sabres are 3-for-23 on the power play in November. Uh, Patrick Berglund has yet to unleash that Ovechkin-esque oh one-timer Can that was so talked about. <laughs> get him off the first unit. He's just slow. Anytime there's a mistake being made, I feel like it's his fault. Uh, the Yesterday's game. He was just like in Skinner's way, like Skinner's trying didn't, to push didn't him like out of the way. Didn't he like block a shot? I believe they thought he blocked someone's shot. Like he he also had the uh, there were three guys, three Penguins at the point on the power play, and he has the puck. All he has to do is literally get it past the three of them, and you got a four on one down low, and he puts it right into their shin guards. And that, that was, was a Kessel breakaway, right? Breakaway. Yeah, yep. Where I mean, you got lucky with that one; it barely hit Hutton's shoulder. It's a nice save, but. Uh, most of the time Kessel's burying that as he showed earlier in the game. So, I mean, please, can we, whatever you want to call it, I'll, you won game, so I'll look past it. But can we please just get him off? The first unit is not working. He did just no business being there. I'll, the, the fourth line is, is fine, five on five. Gergensen's, Berglund, yeah, they're really Larson, good. Yes. They're, they're good at cycling down low. Once Larson almost got the game winner low. yesterday. <laughs> Larson is actually, like I said in the last pack, guys, he's actually had chances. He's come close a couple times. So, I mean, they're fine. They're fine, five on five. You can leave them there. That's fine. But please get him the hell away from that first power play unit because it is just a disaster. Yeah, I mean, it's. End of, it's end of it's <laughs> it's what we talked what I at least talked about before putting him on that, that it didn't make sense he just power plays in today's NHL are quick puck movement quick reaction boom 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 in the net and he's a he big is, guy but Reinhardt yeah already, but that, that's Reinhardt's bread and butter around well. the net yeah. right you don't need Berglund for that it's he just he doesn't he just he can't move the puck fast enough he can't think the game fast enough he can't react quick enough to be on a power play I don't care what kind of one timer he the coach claims he has like that it just He's never even close. He's never been close to even getting that one timer off that we've heard about. So, but the one timer goes through Eichel anyways. We're right. going to see a one timer with Berglund if he's on that first unit. No, you're right. And I mean the face off thing too. He's not ever really winning face offs that much on the power play either. Oh, not any more than Jack point. was doing. I meant to bring that up too. Hey, every time he's out there, I feel like he loses the draw. Right. Right. It's just. I don't know. Just like every facet of him being on that first unit just is not working. Um, I hope that ends shortly. Like you said, he's fine. He's nothing great, but he's fine at five on five. If that fourth unit's rolling, do it. Do whatever you want with that unit, but just get him off the first unit. It is it is a disaster. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more with that. 
So continue with the numbers. Uh, Philadelphia, 20 games played. They're 9-9-2, 20 points. They are a minus 8 goal differential. They are 5 points out of a playoff spot in the Eastern Conference. They are also 5 points out of the basement in the NHL. So they're kind of right in the middle that they can go either way here at their season. They're 6-3-2 uh, they're in the last 10, which isn't bad. But in the last 5, they're 1-2-1. One, one. So maybe a bit of a rougher stretch here. Uh, they're 15th in goals scored. But they are 28th in the league in goals against, allowing 71 goals so far in 20 games, which is a 3.55 goals against per game. So you are going to have the opportunity to score in this game, at say the very least. So, you know, it, it's I think it's the thing here where the Sabres have had a knack of getting down in games where I, I think tonight, tonight you got to get on. I, I think if they can get on them early, I'm not going to say this is going to be all to a 9-2, but if they get a 2-0 lead with that crowd or something, I could see this being a game where they kind of start to get away, turn into like a 5-2 win or something like that. Yeah, you would imagine. Um, I, especially with the way the crowd's going to be, you would imagine. If they can get that goal early, that first goal, I really think it is. It will be an opportunity for them to kind of run away with it here. So let's kind of transition here as we kind of near the end. We only want to go about 20 minutes here into – our keys of the game, and we'll do our predictions. So I have a few keys, which is kind of funny. The last time we did this for the Tampa Bay game, after the game I texted you and said I think they hit every single one of our five keys, <laughs> like all of them. <laughs> yep. Uh, so the one key here that we talked about is your special teams has to be better, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the penalty kill. And even the Philadelphia's power play is 24th. So, I mean, your special teams has to be the better unit. Uh, number two, I would say I think you kind of got to score first tonight. Uh, you know, I, I guess actually you don't have to, but I think it would be ideal with that building is going to be. I, I think it'd be nice to score a goal first. Um, number three, play better defensively. Still, I still think there's a lot of issues defensively that they keep getting away with. I mean, this is a team that two. you know has Giroux, Voracek, Couturier, Patrick, Gossespierre. I mean, they they have some players that can put some some points. You know, Simmons is another one. So. Two games in a row, you had bad line changes, too. Yeah, right. I mean, that, that first goal, you know, Darlene thought he had help. And the first goal against Pittsburgh, and Saboka yep. was taking a sweet time going to the bench. Eichel got on late. You know, and then, yeah, and then it was the Minnesota game with the Bogosian thing. You know, just throwing it to the boards, and Parise made them pay there, too. So, cleaner. Be cleaner. Be key number three. And those are, uh, I guess, those are kind of the three keys that I'll have. I don't know if you have anything you want to add there. No, I mean, pretty much it's, it's going to be... You know, keeping that first unit in check uh, for the Flyers, five and five, and then basically just keep your feet moving. I mean, I know it's you're playing kind of a, a lot of games in a, a small stretch here, but if, as long as you can keep your legs moving, um, you know, you can draw some penalties. And if you, if you get, like I said, get them in a penalty trouble, and they sh- you should be able to take advantage uh, with the way that the Flyers are playing on the penalty kill right now. But other than that, yeah, I mean, I, I really do think that if way that i imagine the fans are going to come into this game if you can just give them something to cheer about early i think you can ride that wave i, I expect it to be kind of unlike it's it's been for many many years inside that building tomorrow you'll be there for the game correct you're going tomorrow I, or I tonight i'm sorry tonight i gotta get my thanksgiving apron <laughs> that's right that's right i forgot <laughs> about that giveaway that is the giveaway that's uh, cool. and then I, when I they, and then when they win be, for the uh, seventh straight you have to wear just that apron and run down uh, the front of the arena, whatever street that is, naked, wearing just that apron. It's going to be awkward when uh, I'm sure they're ornament size. 
Oh, jeez. <laughs> no, you I'm imagine? just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I know they won't be, but can you imagine, like, you get there, they're, like, mini ones, like, doll size. Like, here you go. <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can see that. That's why they're giving away 15000 Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're <laughs> uh, Leighton. Yeah, right. I don't think it'll fit him, probably. <laughs> Game prediction. You're going to be there, so I'll let you go first. What do you, uh, how do you think this one's going to go tonight? Uh, you know how I... I tell you, I, I love I love doing these pregames. I love talking about you know keys of the game and the points, and I, I absolutely hate the predictions, uh, just because it's <laughs> hockey. You never know, man. It, I know, um, I know, I know. But um, imagine we get Hutton again tomorrow, right? That probably. Then matters. you're probably going to get well. You might get. Uh, I, I I don't know. Something Friday, gonna, Saturday. Are they going to probably? Because they'll do Hutton tonight, Friday. Go back to Almack on Saturday in Detroit, I would bet. That would be my guess, too. Uh, so with that being said, maybe Hutton has a little bit of an off night, but I think he can still get it done on special teams. I'm going to go 4-2 Buffalo. You took my score for me. Um, <laughs> nice. <laughs> so I'll go a little different. Uh, I'll go 5-2. 5-2 Buffalo. I, I, I just think... You know, I, I was on the pod. I was on the uh, Broad Street Hockey SB Nation Flyers podcast for their pregame uh, recorded it yesterday, and you know the the way I put it is, you know, I said to them, you know, no, um, I don't want to break it to Flyers fans or gloat here, but I think if the Sabers wins this sixth in a row against Pittsburgh, that the Flyers are going to be walking into a buzzsaw on Wednesday with the way that arena is going to be. I just think the atmosphere. Uh, I just think it, for me, again, usually most games I'm, like, not confident about them, and this is the game where I'm like, they're going to win 5-2, to two, and they're probably going to lose, like, 4-1. to one. But Exactly. I, I just <laughs> like, like when I thought 6-3 Tampa and we went 2-1. Yeah, right. You know, so I just, I don't know, I just have a good feeling about tomorrow. Um, I just feel like, you know, the Montreal like, game, I don't have a good feeling about, I'll be honest. I, I'm feeling really bad with that Montreal game. I feel like you're due, you've had so much luck against that team where I feel like they're due to get the luck back on you. But tomorrow's game or tonight's game, I keep saying tomorrow. Tonight's game, I uh, yeah, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking five two. I'm, I have a good feeling about this game. So, of course, they'll lose four to one. So I apologize for saying that. Real quick side note: Do you see uh, Carey Price save on Ovechkin the other night? Yes, and then Ovechkin clapped too after it. Yeah, that was good. Uh, it was a pretty cool moment. Yeah, you know the the fun things of hockey, and I don't know, like you got. They lost in overtime. Tampa Bay lost. Uh, you got more injuries piling up. Bergeron is going to be out now. for four weeks. Trocheck yeah, had a, a gruesome knee injury. I wouldn't be surprised if he's done for the season. That's a huge blow for Florida. Uh, Boston's whole defense is out. Montreal also lost Noah Yulson today for a couple weeks. Uh, promising young defenseman there. So everybody around you is hurt. And not to mention Toronto's been to have their best player, arguably, for the last couple of weeks, but they again continue to win hockey games, and they haven't had Nylander all season long. Mm-hmm. So keep stacking up points because I mean, we've talked about this a few times the last few podcasts. You know, you're, I feel like your luck is going to run out here at some point. So, you know, keep stacking up the wins while you can, and then when the bad luck does hit, hopefully you'll have enough padding you know, I mean, six points is nice padding, but if you can get up to eight, nine points clear of a playoff spot, you, you'll definitely be in some pretty good shape to go on a have a poor week or two and not really fall in the standings. I agree. It was fun. So, good times in Saberland. Absolutely. It will be fun. It will be rocking. It will be national TV, too. National 
TV, Bill. National TV, Sabres, six-game winning streak, Philadelphia Flyers, huge division non-rival. This sounds like a fun Wednesday night, the biggest party night of the year, Bill. The biggest party night of the year. Sounds like a fun time to me. Enjoy the game. Bill, enjoy being there. Thank you very much for listening to our pregame show. And get pretty pumped here as Rocky Like a Hurricane plays you out. Talk to you over the weekend. Enjoy the games. See ya.